Hello and welcome to this week's episode of 8-Bit News, brought to you in proud association with our partners, NRG Marketing. Hello everybody, and uh, welcome to this episode. I am joined with, uh, would you like to introduce yourself? No, I'm fine, thanks. Yeah, you know him, you know him, he's been here before, it's Ethan. Uh, yay, I'm here to promote cereal fillers. <laughs> Don't listen to 8-Bit News, they're bad, bad. They're listening to you, you're trying to get your propaganda out to people... Like and you're saying them not to listen. You're telling them not to listen to this, and you're telling them to listen to yours. When if they're not listening to this, they can then not listen to yours. Think about that for a second. It was probably really confusing how I worded it. So go back. Anyway. Yeah. Sure. Whatever. Right. Well, uh, what are we going to be talking about today? Today. I, I'm D- the new host. Y- you're the new host. No, I'm the new host. I'm. Uh, we what? killed Maisie. We uh, did. Uh, no, she's doing auditions. Okay. Right. <laughs> All right, so today we are going to be talking about extraterrestrial life and uh, the depictions of aliens. This is only for some of it, so we're not going to bore you for like half an hour of just aliens and our theories. God, no. Okay. Right. Uh, I've so already broken um, the filter. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. All right. Okay. So okay. How, how do you want to start this extraterrestrial talk? Do you want to look at the most infamous to the, we'll call them wildest Wildest? Yeah. Why? Why wildest? That's that's that word. Okay, maybe not just looking at their physical appearance, but we'll call their the activities such as um, what the main protagonist, which I can't remember his name, and that's really annoying me. Say it, and I might get all it. humans. So, wait, do you know the show? Or whatever show, it's from. It's, it's the game. Destroy all humans. Destroy. All Oh, I have never played that. Okay. Never played that game. Yeah, they're already it's off to fun. a great start. It's 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 fun to say the least. Okay, so, so I do you reckon? All right, I'm going to ask you this: the depiction of aliens at the moment. How do you think it is? Is it in a positive manner or is it in a negative manner? Well, depictions of aliens have always been a positive, no matter what the scenario is, because they're alien. They they won't have a set appearance. If you understand where I'm coming from on this one. Kind like of. The, for anyone, the xenomorph in Alien, that looks like a typical alien. But then you look at Zinyak from Saints Row 4, that would also be a typical alien because there is no oh. set appearance for an uh, alien. No. Okay, no, like how they're represented is what I meant by depiction. Oh, right. Okay. Not, not how they look. <laughs> well, <laughs> okay. I mean, in t- in well, representation does mean kind of appearance. In that form. No, I said depiction either way. Alright, let's cool agree story, to di- Alright, shake hands. Let's agree to disagree. Agree to disagree. I'm never touching you again. <laughs> okay. So, I, g- I guess in that case, then, it's ridiculously negative. Only for the fact of <laughs> when have you met in a game to do with humanity and aliens a kind alien? I mean, I guess you can take the grunts from Halo but that's just because they're cute and get bullied by every other alien <laughs> so <laughs> oh. y- you got to take it with a pinch of salt I guess yeah but when you look at games like Mass Effect you could say that they are represented positively and negatively rather than just negative well 99% of Mass Effect is uh, positive has a positive view on aliens um, <laughs> I mean apart from one weird encounter in Mass Effect 2 which ends up with you dying and uh, we'll call it well, we'll just call them the aliens but well the enemies uh, you do work with both 
uh, we'll call them inter in, I guess inter would interracial be the right word if you're trying to. I mean, if you're diverse, we'll call it diverse. Diverse, yeah. I don't know if interracial would work because they're still the same race if they're one alien. Yeah, no, I, I mean the blending of both human and alien on one team. On one side of the opposition working together to defeat. Yeah, diverse would work. Yeah. Um, so what other, what other examples of aliens can you think of throughout? Um, Anything really? Gaming, TV series. Why am I now the host of this? I don't know. Uh, I mean, we're we're kind of like we're co-hosting, so it kind of works. I mean, I need a co-host, and we both, you know, balance it. Okay. I was speaking away from the mic. What? Never mind. Magic. All right, that bit needs to go. Okay. Um. Well, if you have a look at things like Doctor Who, you can see that aliens are represented both positively and negatively. But they're represented in very strange ways. I'd argue more negatively in Doctor Who. Because you never find a human threat in Doctor Who. Oh, there's got to be a couple of human threats. Even the Master still counts as alien. No, he's not even human. I mean, I'm talking like human threats. There's got to be the uh, the government on Earth. when, When you're going following through with the protagonist, Doctor Who. Yeah. But the only the, doctor, the closest rather. I can find, uh, bearing in mind I haven't watched much of Peter Capaldi, the ba- the closest I can find to government in a Doctor Who episode is the one with I oh I it was either David Tennant or Christopher the Ninth Doctor. No, um, <laughs> just we can't remember his name. The Ninth Doctor. Um, with the Slovene, with uh, when they were wearing the human suits of those politics. Oh yes, I, I remember. Yeah, can I you remember put that. more of an input in then? Yes. Um, no, I can just say I've seen the episode, but I can't really put an input into that because I don't know where you're heading with this. It, it's the case of no matter how human the threat can get, it's still overall an alien threat, which is why I think. Okay. Right. I I've done a really poor job of explaining this. <laughs> um, <laughs> It's not to hurt my mind. Let let's move on from uh okay, wait, wait, Doctor wait. Who for two seconds, unless you've got anything more thing uh, anything more to say on this. Okay, because we're a bit like stuck for time at the moment. Uh, should we move on? Yeah, right. And plus, um, the content we're producing for the extraterrestrial life, that's it's okay, but it's not. It's you know, it's no a a a class quality. Actually, now that now that I think about, it, there is one more thing I want to say on Doctor Who. All right, fair enough. What would be your favourite alien representation of in Doctor Who? This could take oh. a while to answer, because there are many. Well, wait, my favourite alien? Yeah. Okay, so not representation, favourite alien. Um, oh, you know, <laughs> the cyborgs count? What, you mean the Cybermen? No, it's the one on the Titanic episode that... Badakafalata, or I oh, probably ba- butchered that. Badakafalata, or something ba- like that, on the um, yeah, that yeah, small red spiky man. He's hilarious. He he is. I'll I'll give you that one. I haven't seen that episode in years, uh. to be fair. I'd oh my goodness! I probably say my favorite alien from Doctor Who has to be the. Oh, I I can't remember the name of them. They were in um, Silence in the Library. Those, uh, the spacesuit ones, which there's. They're like yeah. invisible piranhas that feast on flesh in the dark. So you've got to stay out of the shadows and 
I want to watch that one again because I remember some of it, but not all of it. But I know what you're talking about. Right, so moving on from Doctor Who, we have a, a major franchise that you are very happy for. Yes, I'm very happy for this. I, I, I thought I was the one supposed to be asking the questions, but it hasn't worked out that way. But never mind. <laughs> Panic. Take control, then. It just Tell proves that I can't host. This is brilliant. <laughs> to be fair, I thought I couldn't host. Look at me, I'm taking over your podcast now. Yeah, this is, yeah. You're so like a virus, Ethan. That's <laughs> adorable. Right. <laughs> okay, so moving on a little bit, which can be related to virus. Alien, like just the whole alien franchise. The but one with H.R. Geiger making the xenomorph. I mean, you got to love his work and you got to hate it at the same time because yep. it is messed up, to say the least. Yeah, I mean, he th- with how H.R. Geiger actually managed to make the alien was on a heroin dream, I do believe. No, opium. Opium wasn't heroin. It was opium, yeah. He took opium and whatever whatever he would see in his opium-induced like slumber, he would then paint. I'll admit, you, your, your vocabulary is too high for that of, well... Me. <laughs> <You>. <laughs> yes. So um, what happened? I swallowed a thesaurus. Got it. Okay. Um, um, but if we think about like the other things he was making, they were also quite sexual as well. They were extremely sexual. Which then can sort of be kind of drip-fed into the alien. If you see how it's all shaped and everything, you can see some You things. can see reminiscence of... Well, what he drew was definitely reminiscent of the alien. Although you do have to take into account that is why Alien is probably the most famous of his works because the rest of it just wasn't suitable for that time for that time of well what do you mean film as in if we're talking when when was Alien made probably uh, it was it? no not eighty seven Alien was seventy nine seventy nine wow it was Alien. so sixty or seventy no seventy nine yes around that time. This is just a guess, I'm assuming. Film would have been a lot more a lot more censored than what it is today. Not entirely, because um, pulp, like films like Pulp Fiction, which weren't heavily censored as such, like, True. they would still be... Like, they were still Ignored quite big for their time. everything I just said there. So, just countering your opinion. Just, yeah. Right. Um, although, going off of H.R. Geiger, let's talk about behaviour. Of the xenomorph, especially the queen. Yes, the queen. Oh God, have you? What experiences have you had with this one, James? Uh, she is horrible. Well, mainly in games, anyway. She's horrible. She is nasty. And the only way you can kill her in Aliens, Colonial Marines, is throwing her out of a ship. So it's like, you know what? We were going to use the airlock, but nah, scrap that idea. Here's a lift. Uh, what was it? A, a crane lift? Lift. No, it was something you just... I didn't play much Colonial Marines. Oh, I, I, I paid games. 40 quid for it because I was a very, uh, well, stupid person. <laughs> and, yeah, you end up pushing her out of a ship and then she grabs on and then one of your mates are like, nah, I've got this guy. He gets into a, like, a loader and just throws himself at her. Isn't, I'm just going to counter your point of alien Colonial Marines there. No. Isn't that every alien where they just decide to throw her outside of the airlock? Oh no, this was an airlock. They scrapped the idea of the airlock. If they had the airlock, it would have been a nice nod. But no, they didn't. I wonder why Aliens Clone Marie was such a failure. Oh, maybe they didn't relate to the movies. I mean, they did relate to the movies to an extent in terms of where it was placed because they did go down to LV-426, but it was just not good in terms of ending. You can do 
There's two different types of alien games that you could do. You could do a stealth alien game where you're trying to survive, such as Alien Isolation, which they did very, yeah. very well. And for an indie company, they produced something which was marvellous. And then you have the Alien Clone of Marines, which you can do properly, which is just Alien versus Predator, the game. Yeah, they, they already got there first. And then Alien Clone of Marines kind of <laughs> couldn't decide which way it was going to go in that. Yeah, it was it was like, oh, let's, let's drip feed Call of Duty into aliens and it's like no you can't really it it could work but you the way you've done it it's like just it just didn't work it was like really cringy it was a bit it was just really easy to see where the story was going as well all right i'm gonna have to leak some of my uh serial thrillers knowledge in here yeah if if any of you have actually seen the office both british and american version you can you can see that the american version season one wasn't that good because it was just imitating the exact script of the British British version for that season, but doing it in a more over-the-top method, um, which is why the American version actually succeeded in season two and onwards because it just decided to rock that all-over-the-top version and they, they decided to stick with that and that's what made it good about it mm. because it had both differed from the original British uh, version of the show, but added its own flavour to it. Yeah. So, uh, if if you just stay in the middle somewhere, it can kind of feel really awkward at places. Mm-hmm. Which is definitely what Alien Clone Warriors did. It just felt over yeah. the top. And the it fact that you can kill Xenomorphs in a couple of shots... I mean, yes, it's possible, but it's just... that Because, you know, you've got to think of the pulse rifle was quite a high-caliber weapon. But then it's just, like, how many were there? What have you got to actually defend yourself? Like, there's, there's, there can't be that much ammunition on Hadley's home. Exactly. <laughs> it, it just feels seamless at some times. Yeah. Then it again, it is a game. You, <laughs> you have to understand, yeah, it is a game, but so is Alien Isolation, and that gave you a real feel of fear and yeah. actual intimidation from the alien. But plus, finding flamethrower fuel was very... Well, well, it wasn't really rare, but it was very uncommon. So it didn't feel like, oh, here's ammunition, this is thrown in your face. And uh, it was. It just seemed like... I don't know. It just had its own little feeling to it. It's true, but that that's where they utilised the use of crafting systems, which... Yeah, that was fun. It, it, it was fun. <laughs> it, um, although it did put a real sense of regret and dread in you like if you just decided alright I'm going to make two first aid kits I've got one in the future <laughs> and then use up all your flamethrower ammo and realise I could have made flamethrower ammo that's where you that, that's where you get stuck. oh no you can't make flamethrower ammo in Alien Isolation can you, you have not? to find it no you can make molotovs which is like they're handy but if you miss your <laughs> molotov completely you're as of? good as dead I'm I thinking of flares. That's what I'm thinking of. Flares. Yeah, I don't know why I thought of flares. I just thought bright red fire flare. Fair enough. <laughs> okay, right. Anyway, talking about video games, like, like Alien Isolation and stuff, video game letdowns. Yeah, this is going to be a heavily spoiler. Yeah, so... so if you want to stop watching now, uh, for example, I mean, there will be some infamous letdowns. Cough, cough. Mass Effect 3. Um, although there are some pretty, we'll call them niche, niche ones in here, which are per- very very personal to us of letdowns. Yeah, I mean, 
one of them especially would you like to start off with the niche one or would you like to leave that to last I'm, I'm going to leave my because special I'm niche one because that's your special last. like killer blow alright so if you, if you don't want spoilers I'd suggest turning it off now yeah well yeah well, well if you're still here with us congratulations yeah. um <laughs> yeah we're, we're gonna kick things off um I, I'm gonna put down this is this is my uh this is not my not my niche game, but it's one it's one of the games I did get disappointed by. Yeah. Especially the ending was Resident Evil Seven. Yeah, I need to leave this one to you because I haven't played Resident Evil Seven, so please continue. So essentially you're at you Your girlfriend disappears, Mia, and you play as the main protagonist, Ethan, me. <laughs> and um you go looking for her in a area which is the baker's what do you call it a f- it's not a farm it's just it's residence yeah it's like a texas residence yeah a, a large texas residence yeah was it texan or is it uh it's mississippi s- i don't know i don't know it, it seems texan it's it's southern it's either way it's a, it's, it's a pre uh, well from what i'm aware it's a prequel to the past resident evils so it's where it all kicks off but um you y- you get kidnapped and attacked by the said Baker residents. You you go throughout trying to kill them, stop them, which is uh, it's all fine and dandy, but it it's when you you use one of the serums that can cure either Zoe, the person who's been trying to help you escape, or Mia, your girlfriend. Um, and because you know you've got to save yourself first. Mm. Uh, that's uh, that's just extremely selfless, but um, yeah, it's just like yeah, go go for your girlfriend first. It's like nope, me, thank you, bye. Yeah, uh, although when you take that person that you say on the boat ride, and then you just it fades out. That's where I feel like they could have done something better with the ending than what they did. Instead, they stuck you on the ship playing as Mia in search of Ethan for half of it. And uh, trying to unfigure the whole crisis which happened with Evelyn, I believe. Um, it, it was, no, no, I was going to say a certain amount of time ago, but then I realised it was not that long ago. Um, although, it, it's, it's, it's very backtracky, if you know what I mean. You've got to constantly yeah. go forward, then, oh, I forgot an item, back, forward. Oh, so it was that fuse that I left down there, back. It it just gets extremely repetitive for me, and then the ending finale. Uh, I mean, you're already past the spoiler point. So I'll warn you, warn you about this. Uh, Evelyn, the uh, little girl who caused it all by, who was under containment by Umbrella Corp, which was working with me, Mia, I believe, to escape. I'm not sure. Um, Mia definitely had a part in her escape. Um, although. I've 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 lost my train of thought now. Uh, talking uh, about Mia. Oh, that's right. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Evelyn. Evelyn. Um, Ev- Evelyn. When you when you inject her with the uh, oh, I can't remember the name of it. Glados has it. Antitox. No. Antivirus. No. Uh, neurotoxin. Deadly neurotoxin. There you go. When you inject her with the deadly neurotoxin, um, it you flash out to finding out that you're actually. Stabbing the Gran because the Gran is actually Evelyn. 
who's lived in the family watching over everyone this entire time, oh which God. is why she's been following you around the house. Yeah. Um, and then she turns into some giant monster, and you kill her in what I would call a mediocre boss battle compared to you taking down Jack. Um, there are some good moments in the game, don't get me wrong, especially where you actually flash back in your mind as Ethan talking to the non-sick version of Jack, who's actually really down-to-earth, tells you what's been going on, like it was Evelyn who caused it all. And it it sums up the story well, although I feel like they could have... Yeah. The last part was stretched. Yeah. It was extremely awful paced. Yeah. It's kind of like The Walking Dead at the moment, would you say? (laughs) Yeah. Um, Very stretched out. (laughs) You want to move on to the next one, even though you know nothing about it? Hmm? Um, Well, actually, if I pick one of mine from the list, then I get to talk, and then you can talk, and then yeah. Okay. So, I'm going to pick... You're going to have to, like, bear with me a few minutes talking about this. The Walking Dead Season 3 Telltales. Yeah. Now, I would like... I would have liked to see more development in the characters. Not but like not the characters. Not like there, were, there was development in the new characters. I'm talking about Clem and some of the older characters, maybe. If you followed that story a bit more. They heavily led on that Clem was going to be the main focus of this series. Yeah. And then didn't introduce her until... Was it late? No, it was about. It was it mid season? Yeah, no, mid episode one. Mid episode one, roughly. Oh, re- was it? I yeah, because it was more later episode one, early because episode two. The car crashes, and then she's there eating an apple with a shotgun, which is you know badass Clem. But oh, fair <laughs> enough, yeah. Oh, that's right, actually, yeah. yeah. Um, although it was, it wasn't the fact it was necessarily bad. It's the fact of. It was I like another game in this list. Its conclusion <laughs> was very awfully paced. <laughs> yes. Alright. Um, just before, like that is uh, No Man's Sky. We're talking about, like there, just a little bit, just like it's like it's led on quite well, like you know, it, it's, it's got the, led on. It's got the No Man's Sky effect. It was heavily led on that it was one thing, but then turned out to be something completely different. Yeah, I mean, it was good, but it just wasn't what they promised. And I can see that they tried doing stuff with Clem and talking about AJ. And like this now, this quest to go find AJ and their story, which was, it, it wasn't heavily involved, which it felt well. It was heavily involved. It wasn't heavily talked about. It, it was the it season. Had, it it was the season four of the TV show. It was the pure uh, after the prison one. It was filler. Yeah. They were walking on a track for ninety percent of it. It was filler. Yeah. It was like, hold on a second. How can we continue our franchise to make another couple of million? Another. How much do they make? Ridiculous amount of money because the season pass is way too expensive. <laughs> but like, they're gonna make another one of those just to carry on the season. Just to carry no, on. It wasn't the fact of she could. Clem could have easily gone. All right, yeah, I don't have to be in this season. Let Let's just actually ignore this whole season and let's actually go see what happened to AJ. But no, no, they decided to flesh out the whole plot of characters, which were they were nice characters, but. It, it related too much to the show, if you know what I mean. Like, you had yeah. the Rick character being... Uh, uh, Javier. Brother, yeah. And then you had the Shane character being his brother. Yeah. I can't even remember his brother. He was he was a very rage-induced... <laughs> he was a Shane. He, he was, was a definitely Shane. a Shane. Um, right. So, I'm going to move on to another episodically-based game, which is... This one hurts me, because I was so looking forward to this. 
Life is Strange Before the Storm. Okay, talk about this. It's got the same issue that The Walking Dead had. It's really? Conc- episode one and two is flawless. Bearing in mind, this is a three-part series. It's not like ten. Oh, okay. Five part. Wait, does that make it cheaper? Uh, yeah, actually, I I believe what Telltale games are roughly twenty quid on full price. This was uh, thirteen. Twenty-five, including season part. No, including the first episode you have to buy. Yeah. So that's what. So twenty-five quid. Yeah. First is about fifteen. Thirteen. 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 Oh wow. Thirty-nine, I believe. Might give it a go. Um, it's it's on sale at the moment. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> well Continue faster. <laughs> yeah, so it it has the same effect The Walking Dead did. It season, uh, well, they, of course, the developers already said this was going to purely focus on Chloe's story rather than Rachel and her disappearance. Um, although they built the characters tremendously in the first two episodes of this season, but then they just kind of... They they threw in some unnecessary story to do with Rachel's dad and her mother, her actual real birth mother. And then when you finally find out about her birth mom- mother in episode three, it's like, all right, yeah, you've done all of this work to find her. Now, don't tell Rachel this ever happened. And it's like, but what have I spent my time doing throughout this entire season? I mean, Rachel got stabbed earlier in said episode. Which does cause a lot of conflict between what Chloe thinks is right and wrong. It then just clashes together as one big thing, and it it felt extremely rushed. Okay. Um, is there another game on this list that is ridiculously infamous for being one of the biggest letdowns of gaming? Um, one of the biggest letdowns. Yeah. I mean, Assassin's Creed Unity. <laughs> Uh, you know, that is... Yeah, sure, let's talk about that. That wasn't the one I was talking about, but sure. Oh? Uh, wait, what were you going to say? I, I was just talking... Like, I, was, I was expressively talking about No Man's Sky there. I mean, we kind of drip-fed it into the thing, so it was already kind of displayed as a letdown. Okay, we right. In conclusion, No Man's Sky is a letdown. Yeah, that's, ju- that's all that needs to be said. Look at the interviews. Look at the uh, E3. Just look at everything. Thank it just leads to games. one big bomb going off. It's w- nasty. Was that the name of the company? Happy Games or something like that? I have no idea, but no. Okay. <laughs> Alright, so... Let's, How contradictory. Let's go, into, let's go into what you said there. Assassin's uh, Creed Unity. Yeah. And you know what? We'll, we'll bundle in... Uh, let's stick the revelations in there. And you know what? We'll mix it in with a bit of Assassin's Creed Rogue. And wh- what you got to say about those ones? Huh? I didn't like them. I played about like I, I started playing the game and I was, like a Unity and I was like, I got this with my Xbox One. I want to throw it away. It's not an Assassin's what? Creed game. No, no, it was an Assassin's Creed game. Don't ever deny that. It was just the case of missions. It's in missions. No, no, the missions were all there as well. It's they were good, but it was just no. I How do you not story. know the main flaw with Unity? Uh, oh, that's what I found with it. The it. it it was broken. The game was beyond buggy. It was... <laughs> Wait, are we talking uh, uh, Mafia 3 buggy? Watch Dogs 2 buggy? Or is this its own little level of buggy? This is its own level. We've just named three, <laughs> two games then. Wow. They're they also let downs. They weren't even on the list. <laughs> yeah, wow. Okay, right. Well, have you ever... I'm assuming you must have seen, in even in snippets of certain YouTube videos, of... That person with no face and literally just his eyes and his teeth. 
No, but that sounds scary. It it's terrifying when you get when it happens in game. I mean, both even on console, the frame rate is beyond terrible. I mean, PC doesn't even push it much just because of its optimization. Um, um, what would you say if I was to add a little pinch of pinch of Syndicate in there? I haven't played Syndicate. I like the look of the trailer because we studied this media. It looked very good. It's just I I played a part of it. I I played late game. I, I didn't play early game part okay. of it because I, I was around a friend's house when I played it. And the, the gr- as much as I, especially in Assassin's Creed 4, where I was nagging for the use of a grappling hook to get around places, it just took away. I, I take everything back about that because it just took away from the experience of it being an Assassin's Creed game. It was a g- it's, it's the Hitman absolution. It okay. was a good game. It just wasn't a Hitman game. Fair enough. Um. We'll go into our last one here. You know what? No, we'll just we'll just name the rest. Mass Effect Three, self-explanatory. Uh, Battlefront Remaster. It, it wasn't the same as the originals. Come it on. was just lacking. If you're in gonna, if you're gonna go for it, at least go for it with full pride. What was it? Battlefront Remaster, the, the original remaster had, if you could call it a remaster, no campaign. Mm. It was very limited multiplayer. Yeah. Perhaps. And the sheer amount of microtransactions was astronomical. See what I did? That was a pun in itself, and I just realised that. I would keep that pun for this next game that I'm going to mention. I haven't played it, but I've heard a lot of controversy regarding it, so I'm not going to give my opinion fully. Battlefront 2 remaster. Uh, Apparently that's argument. uh, That can be argued. Uh, Right. So we're going to just name the rest because we've got to wrap this episode up now. So Saints Row Get Out of Hell, which was going to look... It looked amazing, and then they turned it into a musical. Uh, the culling. The culling was just, they'd broken the game. It used to be good, and then they've it, just it, broken it. It used to be good, and then stuff like PUBG and Fortnite took over. They've destroyed it. Uh, Layers of Fear. Uh, that was a b- very highly built, tense game, until they had you collecting checkers pieces for 20 minutes in the last segment. Yep. And uh, this isn't necessarily a bad game, but it was still a letdown on my behalf is XCOM 2 because ju- that that's my own fault because I was expecting so much more. Okay, so that's all we have to say, really. Yeah. There is one more thing which I need to say, and that's a kiss, marry, to. kill. You have to do the kiss, marry, kill. It's part of the, like, you know, the fine, thing. Fine. Okay, so I'm going to take some different characters from different games. Are these so all going to be from the letdown ones? Uh, okay, you know it's going to be from the letdown ones. Okay, right. we have cl- wait. How like Chloe from Life is Strange? Yep. Um, Amanda Ripley from Alien Isolation. Okay. And to make me happy, one guy. Um, do you know what we're gonna take Javier from The Walking Dead season three? Right, kill Javier. Uh, Why kill Javier? He's beautiful. You might judge me for this one. Um, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kiss Amanda Ripley and then, because I mean, of course, she's a badass, but. It isn't fair enough. She isn't the original Ripley. Yeah, and she's Ripley's daughter. In then, yeah. Oh, okay. Then I'm married. to kick to the half an hour limit. We're at thirty-one. Quick. Yeah. And then I'm gonna marry Chloe because I have a giant soft spot for Life is Strange. Fair enough. I'm gonna marry Javier because he is a he's just lovely. Uh, I'll kiss Amanda Ripley. Uh, I don't know much about Chloe, so I'm gonna kill her, which is kind of a bit unfair, but you know. Anyway, guys, thank you very much I for listening. I wonder what happens in the game that might contradict that one. Yeah, well. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, guys, thank you very much for watching, uh, listening, whatever you call it, either way. Yeah. I've been me. 
And All right, Macy's just turned up. She's outside. She's staring at me. Okay, we weren't meant to record this. Yeah, we're at 32 minutes as well. We don't know what happened. Fun time. See you guys. I'm the host.